Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast. This is Christy. And this is Serena. And we're sharing how we've learned to see the gifts in the mess and the joys of life, because that's the whole point. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the podcast. We are revisiting a topic and expanding on it today. So we're going back to this idea of allowing or letting go. But what we really want to do is pick apart the idea of positive thinking, the idea of prosperity gospel, which is something it's called in the Christian tradition, the idea of um, people who are into law of attraction and the idea that you have to think positive and it will come to you. Um, Because it's it's not black and white like that. And we have seen this over and over again in different aspects of our lives. And we, we can now see, and we're every day getting more clarity and more understanding on this, where there's this spectrum. There's this idea that positive thinking is this, and on the other side, allowing is this, and they're not the same thing, or they might not cross, and, and it's like a recipe that doesn't taste good together or something. But we're here to say that as we debunk this idea of positive thinking, it becomes a little more clear how we actually allow. Yeah, and how Christy will give an example and I'll give an example and we'll kind of break it down in real life because that's what matters. It's like we, we all have this idea that positive thinking brings success, right? And we're not saying be cynical and negative. Yeah. But what do you do when you have a situation and it's really hard to think positively about it, or you have a you have a pattern in the last few days of thinking negatively, and you're totally freaked out that that's going to bring negative stuff into your life. And how do you? What we really were talking about is we want to bypass pain. Yeah. And a lot of times we use positive thinking, and we're not doing the thing we need to do to get where we want to go. We're trying to skip over. Well, I'm just going to think positively about this, and then it's going to make it all better, and I'm going to get. I'm going to avoid pain. So you're actually using positive thinking to numb out and not enter into a situation you need to experience and allow and let go through for your life to be better. And so it can also be confusing. And like we've been sorting it out in our own lives. And so I think these examples will be really good to help like where the rubber meets the road too. But the other fear is that allowing is just like, okay, whatever happens in life, I'm just going to allow it and I have no expectations and if life sucks, that's fine and I'm just happy and you're like freaked out that your life is going to be like mediocre or you're not actually going to get what you want, but you're going to be happy with it because you're settling. So there's these two, you know, I don't know if they're poles or, you know, like you were saying, they seem opposite or they seem different, but they're very uh, similar once you understand or maybe use different words than positive thinking. So that's what we're talking about today. I'm really excited. Yeah. So let's start with the dark side of positive thinking, because there is a dark side of this idea to just think positive and good things will happen to you. Because um, to be honest, you can think positive all you want and things that you could consider bad will, uh, spoiler alert, still happen in your life because we're human and we're here to grow to learn and to basically evolve as we're, that's why when you're 40, you have a richer understanding than when you were 20 because you have all these additional life experiences. And if it was all good in between there, everything was positive and roses and all of that, you wouldn't actually get that depth. So actually through some of these harder times, you gather the depth. 
So the the negative or the dark side of positive thinking is the idea, let's take just randomly to just illustrate this point. If I just think about, oh, I'm going to have a great job, I'm going to get a promotion, and this is what it's going to look like, and you're doing this like positive future pacing, and then you're like, okay, it's two months. I've been thinking positive about this all the time. But the whole time you're like, I don't know if that's really happened. I don't think I have the skill set that's necessary. Like, I don't like my boss. This job isn't actually that great, right? You're continuing this myth of positive thinking gets you this glorious end result when in actuality, you probably never considered whether that end result would even bring you what you want. What is it that you want? You want to be happy because that's the whole point, right? To be content, really. So that's the dark side of positive thinking. And also in some of the work that we do, we encourage people to consider the words and pictures they make for themselves because your words and pictures make your reality. That can be misconstrued as positive thinking, but it's actually a different. It's, it, there's a difference between considering the words and pictures you're making for yourself and positive thinking because words and pictures are more like, okay, today, how do I want to feel? I want to feel happy. What's going to make me happy? Going for a walk is going to make me happy. Um, I see myself walking. Whatever that is, it doesn't have to be this huge end goal pretend thing. It has to be in the moment. What are the words and pictures I'm making right now about my life? And if you're trying to make positive words and pictures that aren't actually making you feel better, you're not yet doing the appropriate use of words and pictures. Right, Serena? And that's kind of the the backside of this. Yeah, that was a lot. It was a lot. When when you're saying you have positive thinking, but you're still thinking, but I don't really like this job, I think some people might say, well, then you're not positive thinking enough. So would it be, I guess what I'm asking or what I'm kind of taking the view of is, so with the positive thinking, if you're in a job and you want a different job and you're like doing the positive thinking, it sounds like what you're saying is, if you're only doing the positive thinking, then you have no, there's no uh, resolution. There's no, I'm trying to think of the word, between what's really happening. So you're doing, you're pretending. That, yes, okay. that's exactly what it is. So, so in reality, you have a boss you don't like. Maybe you're not getting paid as much as you want, but you have to do the positive thinking because that's the only way you're going to get where you want to go. Is that right? Yeah, I think you, complete clarity there. So if you defined positive thinking and people said it in a sentence what it means they would probably be actually describing imagination or pretending and so when we're told to succeed though we're told visualize success visualize yourself in a better job visualize yourself making more money so how is that different than pretending I think this is like where people get confused, where I get confused. Absolutely. Yeah, because you, so you have reconcile. You have to reconcile the bank statement that you have right now that's less money than you want with your vision of, we totally encourage you, imagine yourself feeling the way you feel, having what you want every day. But how do you reconcile where you actually are without being in denial? This is, this is exactly what we're talking yeah. about. This is exactly what it is. So when you have a real true crap, I don't have $100 to pay my electricity. Yes, this is what like I feel like nobody talks about and I really wish they were. They're like, just visualize it and the bills magically got paid. I'm like, well, what about when they didn't? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> like, <laughs> so then this is where you consider what are the words and pictures I'm making mm-hmm. about not having $100? Is it that I will never have $100? I will never be out of this. Or am I saying, okay, this is reality today. What's what's my next best step to resolve this issue? And also not creating a fake idea of what it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to win the lottery and be a millionaire, but saying to yourself, it's not always going to be like this. This is just this particular moment, this instant. Yes, and getting in the reality of it and bringing the positive pictures and words solution instead of like, oh, it didn't work and you know, I can't just positive think or be in denial, Yeah. not look at your bank statement, spend more money, get yourself in a hole, stick it on a credit card, positive think, oh, I'm going to make more money because I ha- I'm going to get that job and be in a way that's not facing reality. So you're saying, this is the reality of where I am right now. I need $100 that I don't have. And I know I'm still on my way to where I want to go. Right. And that- you can say, this is a crap situation. Yes. I feel really crappy about this right now. <laughs> But here's what happens is that feeling of it will always be like this, that is a belief structure of your inner three-year-old or whatever age. It's the child thinking, not knowing how the concept of time works and that every day is different, going, oh crap, if it's like this right now, it will always be like this. And it's also past experiences. Yeah. Like if you grew up like always, you know, well, that's short, your inner and child you never had it. enough money, right? So the yeah. inner child has these beliefs. Or if things get, you know, good, it's going to be taken away. And so here it is. Look, it's taken away again. Or whatever the belief is, Mm -hmm. that's the thing life is inviting you to sit with. Yes. That positive thinking you can try to avoid. So that's that's like the magic here that we've been experiencing and like sorting through. And oh my gosh, I don't know if you have. I've totally done positive thinking. Like I'm just not going to look and it's great and you know totally denying reality oh yeah and that prolongs the suffering so our goal is to make life less painful in you know shorter amount of pain and it the irony is that it's sitting in it Mm -hmm. that does that it's funny that you say that i don't know if you've ever because yeah the (laughs) the thing that came to my mind is i can remember i love to walk i've always loved to walk even as like a tween and teenager i would go on these long walks And as I would walk, I would make up fantasies in my mind. Winning the lottery, people would love me, I would have the clothes I wanted, like everything would be what? Happy. We went through the J. Crew magazine. Oh yeah. And made outfits. Oh yeah. Like wrote it all down. I still do that. What are you talking about? (laughs) Does J. Crew still have a magazine? They don't. I have no idea. So this is that thing. If I, if positive thinking could get me a lottery win, it would be done like a hundred times over. I would be a quadrillionaire if that's a real thing. But what the difference was, is I was in denial of what today was, who I was in that day, right? And the more I projected this fantasy, it didn't actually get me closer to that end result. What I needed to understand more was, okay, so who am I today? Like, let's be real. Who am I today? What do I think that this fantasy will give me? Oh, it's going to give me love and happiness and security. Okay. And you're going to look cute. Well, I'd look not well, I, I still look cute even without my <laughs> J. Crew outfits. But it's going to give me those things. Yeah. Okay. So then what are the words and pictures I can say today to myself about my situation that are accurate and also positive future pacing words? 
I don't have J. Crew today, but that's because I'm a 12-year-old girl and eventually I'm going to have a job. What kind of job would I really like to do? This is accurate future pacing. This is actually like the positive side of positive thinking is incorporating accurate thinking of what it is you're even after, right? And then allowing yourself to be who you are now and allowing yourself to also change into what you're becoming without putting this, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not, it's not the thing. Oh, this is painful, so I must not be on my way. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to, here I am. It's not working for me. It's just positive thinking works for other people, but not for me. Or I need to do more positive thinking. Oh, so, yeah. And it's the it's the shadow, right? You have to integrate, accept, and love yourself where you are in your lack of being where you want to be in your insufficiency in your having habits you don't like in your being irresponsible with money oh girl because you weren't you know taught how and and absorbing all of that in the moment and loving yourself through it instead of just more positive thinking out of it well you know taking that example of me walking around thinking about winning the lottery if i'd won the lottery at 20 years old the growth I've experienced to where I can actually love myself and my life might not have happened or it might have actually been even more painful as I either lost all that money like most people do or yeah there's like the you know the curse of the lottery winners is that people go back to what's familiar right away because they don't have the growth that's supposed to happen there's supposed to be these hardships in your life that cause you to create resiliency and internal fortitude and you know, there's a lot of people that have really crap things happen to them. And just because their life doesn't then get better doesn't mean they weren't trying, right? Doesn't mean they weren't healing. But we, this is what happens, this dark side of positive thinking. Some people are like, screw that. You're all telling me to think positive. My life is terrible. I was born into economic insufficiency. I have no opportunities, la da la. So they're living what? They're in the dark side of positive thinking, not ever realizing we're looking at this wrong. Yeah. And I think what you said is what a lot of people, when we're sold things, we're sold a program, we're sold a book, we're sold, you know, ideas or whatever. We don't want to hear the hard parts are good. And it's I think even with us, we always want to give advice to help relieve pain, (laughs) but the pain is how we learn and to embrace that. And I think it's really cool because I think as a culture, we're kind of getting that and you're hearing that more and more and, and it, and there, there isn't the condemnation, like then you must be doing something wrong. You must not be positive thinking enough. You must not be praying enough or have enough faith. It's like, no, that's actually shaping you and it's actually a good thing, but you can separate unnecessary suffering in it by accepting it allowing it and letting go it shortens it yeah so that's what we want to talk about is like when we're saying make positive positive pictures and words about it and reframe it all that's saying is to allow you to accept yourself in it right now not avoid it so there's like two totally different concepts it is and it's I think they get thought of as interchangeable or the same thing, but there is nuance among these things. And it all depends on your intention with which you're saying it and doing it, right? Everything comes down to intention. Yeah, yeah. Are we avoiding the thing in front of us right now that life is trying to teach us and has been probably over and over and over? Or are we allowing life, are we letting this painful thing in to teach us and accepting 
that that's part of our path. And as you let it in, going, it's good, so that when you see it happening in somebody else, you also are like, oh, that's that thing. Like, don't worry, it's beautiful. Come with me to the other side. Like, it's it's that growth of grace. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's holding space, that's allowing, that's seeing these I mean because right there's just terrible things that happen in life and you can't you can't explain them and you can't positive think them away and you can't justify them and you can't say you know and I mean people do say well that was what they signed up for when they came into this world and that's fine but it still sucks and there still has to be space to raise your hand and say this sucks you know I had a client once when I did it in home health care and he was young and and had this injury and it was just devastating and so many people were like oh god let this happen to you because you were strong and you could handle it and it's a blessing and good things will come from it and i went to him and i'm like this just sucks he's like i'm so glad that you just said that because it does suck and yes things are going to be okay but it just sucks and sometimes you just have to be able to say it and then then you don't stay there but when you're avoiding it and you're saying, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good, and you're lying to yourself and you're lying to other people, you actually stay in the sucky longer. I agree. And I think you have that right there is that's such an important part. When we see other people in the pain, are we saying, I get it. It's pain. And you have is a right allowed? to feel yeah. this way. It's like everything that's happening in the country with, you know, social justice and inequalities for different races and religions. You know what? I'm sure they don't want to hear like this is you're supposed to learn and grow through this and God did this for a reason. Because you know what? That's not helpful in that situation. But going, yep, I see your pain. What story are you making about your pain? Let's look at that if they're looking for help. Otherwise, they just want you to see them, see them and let them speak their truth to you. Period. End of story. Right. Mm -hmm. The people that come to Serena and I for help are, are they're like, yeah, here it they is. Signed I, up. We've signed up for this. Right. So there are people that we do not do this to people who have not signed up. <laughs> right. It's like what words and pictures, you know, that kind of thing. But there is truth in all sides of this. Yeah. So what's your story? Okay. So here's my story of positive thinking versus allowing. One of my children experiences anxiety that manifests in ways that are not pleasant for that my child or us as a family. And so, I mean, let's be honest here. Part of my healing journey is like, let's figure this out so we can quote unquote fix him. I think that's everybody's healing journey. Right? With children, it is. <laughs> or themselves. Like, I got to fix something so I'm going to read all the books and learn. And Yeah. Yeah. So... It's been so clear and it's been coming in kind of like uh, waves of clarity for me in the last six months to a year. Well, longer than that, I've known. It's not about fixing him, it's about healing me, right? That's number one. But what's happening right now in this idea of positive thinking is there's this, oh, here's all these good qualities and we'll focus on those. Yeah, absolutely we do that. But that has this underside of, well, what's happening with all these things that are actually painful? to the rest of us in our family. So for me, the allowing has come through in the, you know what, this kid's life is gonna be his life and I'm gonna be the best parent that I can be, but I have to allow him to be in his pain of whatever way it is and to either accept or, or not accept the support I offer to him. And then I have to let go and let whatever's supposed to come through come through at that point. 
So it's it's a weird, delicate balance oh with my a gosh. child, right? As it's a mom, like, ooh, I just want to fix, make it better, take the pain, all those things. But yeah, that's the really funny thing is, as we practice this in yes. our home, as we're like, okay, why am I reacting to this? Okay, fear. Let's get so let's deal with that. And what's this all about? The less we react in whatever way and the more neutral and like, oh, okay, well, I mean, this is just what it is. It's not going to last forever. We know you're probably tired or hungry or whatever it is, or you had something happen that's ramped up your fear. The more it's been like, huh, like he didn't have to react as much because there wasn't another person reacting as much. And it's through this allowing it's like I'm unattached to the outcome. I mean, I'm attached to him living a healthy life and all these things. I'm not saying I'm completely like neutral, like, oh, do whatever, but, dude. You do you, boo. <laughs> like, see you later. But there is an allowing of you get to be in whatever discomfort you want right now. Like, that's your, that's, if you want to, sometimes I'm trying to make him stop being that. And he's like, I need to feel this, lady. Like, I need to feel sad. And it's okay for me to feel sad even if you don't think it's okay. And that's the difference between in our house, oh, let's future pace for him. Like, how are we going to act when we're around him? Because guess what? You can plan how you're going to react to those things all you want. And that lasts for a good 20 minutes. But if the tantrum or the issue outlasts your resolve to do that thing, to Which the, all the positive things. it thinking, always does. Eventually, it always <laughs> does. So who am I when my resolve stops and that's gone? Huh. Well, I'm real, so sometimes I'm going to make a mistake, and that's okay. And sometimes I'm going to be neutral and all of these things, and all of it's good. And the more we practice this, it is like a, it's a letting go, and it's just a being. Like, this is our family, and we are all learning here, even if sometimes I don't want to learn the lessons. Did you have to deal with, this is happening because I'm not enough as a mom this is happening because of all my baggage that i brought into pregnancy Mm -hmm. the ways i thought about so this is the that dark side of positive thinking right oh i i did this and i mean i know a lot about science i know a lot about on not on a scientific level but on like can feel your stress in utero and we learn all these things it adds so much guilt to motherhood like we need it but guess what I practice radical forgiveness with yeah. myself, which allows me to practice radical forgiveness with my children, with my spouse, with the people around me. And that doesn't mean that's perfect. Sometimes I'm like, oh, two days later, I'm like, crap, I'm really holding on to this. Like, what's going on? But this is, okay, if I had just, I can just out positive all this. No, I can't. I'm here right now. What have I learned? I came through a lot of stuff. That's made me an epically better mother than I could have ever been if I had started out with this baby in utero that I only had positive thoughts about and I only ate broccoli and steamed vegetables and you know all these things so where does that bring us it brings us to allowing well this is where we are now I can't fix the past I can learn from it I can project what I want my future to be like but ultimately this moment right now I need to I need to figure this moment out which is allowing it to be whatever it is and I think it's amazing that you're talking about forgiveness because I think that's the invitation to sit in the mess that teaches us the lessons, which is you are mom enough for this kid. And he is kid enough and in, in not wanting to change it. Like we can't be happy right now because there's anxiety. If we just get a pill, if we just get this therapy, if I just learn these techniques, then I'll be happy. But we can't be happy right now because he's not happy and I'm not a good mom 
you know, and you're you're not in the space of the allowing and the forgiving, forgiving you for all the things you didn't do right as a mom. Whether they're true or not, we all have it as moms, and we figure out all the reasons our kids have the issues they have, and then forgiving him. Well, because I don't know about you, sometimes it's like, oh, I just want this to be easy. Why can't yes. bedtime just be easy? Just one time. That's a woe is me mentality. The story I'm making there in that point is I'm a victim to this right now. And the only thing I'm a victim to is my reaction to the present moment situation. Exactly. And that's what sitting in our pain teaches us. And then you get freedom from having happiness and peace dependent on circumstances. You now understand how to have peace in a circumstance that's not great and I think that's the invitation for all of us is unconditional peace joy love and the only way you get unconditional is through conditions happening that you don't want showing you that it isn't about the kid it isn't about the behaviors it's you learning how to experience it without the judgment and the shame. It's acceptance, right? When I accept myself in this moment, no matter how flawed I may be, I'm allowed to accept my child in this moment, no matter how flawed they may be. When they bring home grades that I maybe would think they could work harder. No, this is them. This is their experience. I accept that this is where we are right now. That doesn't mean I give up on being a mother. Absolutely not. This This is what we talked about. Allowing isn't freewheeling to just be like well whatever you know yeah settling it's not yes it's not settling it's accepting where you are though and then making the next good choice so what do you do with feeling judged by other people in it because i think that's the thing with our children when they behave a certain way so many moms lord have mercy we're all terrified that our kids aren't good enough because we're not a good enough mom and so we're projecting that onto other people and there's so much judgment in the mom world it's nuts what do you do you're good i no i'm not good so much as this was a thing that i had to work through and i feel like it's a lesson that i've really come through but i absolutely every time i have judgment of somebody else i say what is it that i'm judging in me that's the same thing where is this showing up in my life and how can i fix that because this isn't about them it's about my resistance to what i'm seeing in them and what about when you feel judged by other people you're good then i put that's their judgment that's in them that's their thing that's their shame that's their guilt that they're seeing something in me that's basically lighting up some issue in them their own self that's not about me at all did it ever used to trigger you like i'm like oh my goodness i spent like years i mean to be honest this was my first lesson after RTT. My first self-love lesson was all about letting go of other people's judgments of who I was. I was like, oh my gosh, it doesn't actually matter. Like they could judge me all day long and I still go home and I make hamburgers for dinner and my kids and I play Uno or fight each other, whatever it is. And you can't win, right? There's nothing you can do to, to help people stop judging you. No, but you, you can yeah. decide not to be around them. Yeah. Like the power that I have is like, okay, well, is this a toxic relationship then? Yes. Or is this a relationship that isn't toxic that it's like, oh, I'm supposed to learn here that this is not about me. This is about you. Because honestly, when you don't take it on, it the story stops there. Yeah. It's the end of the story. Amen. This is acceptance. And so when you say radical forgiveness, like what does that look like for you? It's It's present moment, like, oh my gosh, I need forgiveness. So how can I forgive them? Sometimes it is like, a st- so 
I used to, I'm one of those people that I'll be at the airport and like just for fun, I'll make up a, t- a story about the table next to me. Like, oh, you know, they have a, they're going to their honeymoon and they have to, whatever it is. I like to do that. It goes to this whole fantasy thing that I told you I did as a kid, like projecting what this amazing thing is. So it's the same thing I do. It's reframing like, oh, I wonder if they didn't have breakfast or like they, you know, they had the, a mom that did this in their life or whatever it is. And then just being like, oh, I can see how that would affect this. Great. And I forgive them. It's like making up a little story in my mind. What about do you do them. for you? How do you forgive you? Oh, that is, a, you know, honestly, my meditation practice is like when you can clear your mind, it lets some of that just come through on its own. Yeah. But I look at it as I always look at it, is this my inner child? And she probably just needs a hug. Like, what do you need in this mm-hmm. moment, Christy, that would allow forgiveness? And this goes to intuition work, which we talked about and and knowing that you are connected in a way. Yeah, I think of, for me, like praying or like asking, asking that your soul, asking that bigger part of yourself, like what's going on? Like, And I don't know if this has been your experience, but mine with something, such a strong emotion like hate projected outward is always that there is way more turned inward absolutely that is just a manifestation of denying that i'm actually hating myself Mm -hmm. it's like i'm putting it on them because it's hard to take responsibility or be like holy crap i hate me so much right now because that feels like death and our bodies are trying to avoid death at all costs yes and look at what look at what we're being invited to sit with to release to forgive and that changes your cycles family cycles of anger and condemnation and insecurity are stopped in those moments that we're invited to sit in with our shadow of hatred for ourselves and release that that automatically lets your kids off the hook and they can love themselves because they're watching mom do it yeah you know it's crazy it just the ripple effects are you they're so vast and at first, I'm like, oh, I want to see how this is changing the people around me, which is also something else you have to let go. Because now I, I understand that every action I have has a positive reaction in the world that I may never see, but I trust that it's happening. And that feels really good to me. Because I all ultimately have always thought I'd like to spread you know, Serena knows this about me. There's this like, like vibrating love energy that I have inside myself that I've had since I was a kid that it's like, ah, oh, give it away, give it away or hold it back. Cause I was worried for a long time that if I gave it away, I wouldn't have it for myself. But it's in this that I'm like, oh, I don't have to see it being accepted or taken in. I just know that as I let it, as I let myself forgive, as I let myself let go and accept and allow that thing that is my essence is allowed to do its thing that it came here to do, right? This is that ultimate allowing as yeah. we understand. And I feel like we went so, we knew this topic of positive thinking versus um, you know, allowing was a big broad topic. And we knew that it would probably be encompassed in more than just one small podcast. And I think we went a lot deeper today than we expected in a really beautiful way. Yeah, to really understand. For sure. And I think that's what happens when you apply it to real life because you can hear these concepts. Like I listen to Abraham Hicks all the time and, and you read things and you get the concepts, but it comes down to in your living room, right? Like I say on a Tuesday night, like what the heck does it look like? It takes some sorting out. Well, and that's the ultimate thing with everything that happens in your life, right? You have to, here's the thing. You have to take in a concept that is positive, that hits you in a way that feels good, which is ultimately what people think about positive thinking. And then you have to put it into action. So there's that's where the dark side comes in. If I just keep thinking positive, oftentimes that doesn't encompass a lot of action. Mm-hmm. 
it's just, oh, I do this and then the good things happen to me. It's like, no, positive thinking. You may have some experiences that help reinforce that. They may feel a little painful. That's that's positive thinking on the in the good way in action, allowing it to become a reality for you. Messy. Messy in a beautiful way. And that's, as we always say, the whole point. So thank you for listening today. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time. (music) 